to you today on the theme, if I had to give this a title, the courage to hear, the courage to hear. Over the last several months, we have witnessed many tough questions by news pundits of our presidential candidates and others running for office. Some of you may have even watched the final debate on last evening. Sometimes the respondent remains calm and collected and responds directly to the question. Other times the candidate doesn't remain calm and in some cases loses his or her cool or in the words of my grandmother, have to get out of the kitchen. That's because it got too hot. In the case of our text today, we see more questions put to Jesus by the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were rivals in Jerusalem. The lawyer with the inquiry here is a member of the Pharisees. Jesus had already silenced the Sadducees. Now, this may be a plan to outwit Jesus, which the Sadducees weren't able to do, or perhaps this is a matter of showing that the lawyer's group, the Pharisees, were smarter and asked better questions. Maybe this has more to do with matters of the heart. Dare we say the lawyer is sincere in his quest to know? Hmm. So if we look closely at the real concern beyond the pomp and circumstance, the question seems clear. How shall I love my neighbor? This is the central question the text raises. Yet the question we rarely hear asked is, how would we like our neighbors to love us? For only through a true sense of self-love can we love our neighbor. Here, there are two selves with conflicting claims, an inward love and an outward love, me and my neighbor. They must become one self in devotion to God. To this, someone once said, Christ recognizes no fences around the word neighbor, no unworthiness, no racial or national heritage, no barriers of class or culture can make man other than a neighbor. A partial devotion leaves us with a divided life. One law is like the other. They cannot be separated. We are made to love with the whole self. How shall we love ourselves? Some scholars believe that we find here the actual words of Jesus. Others see this as the development of an early sermon preached to Christians, urging them to embrace the mind of Christ because we hear a natural rebuke to the constant message of materialism and nationalism that preoccupy conceptions of the Messiah. In the final analysis, it also shows us the very real and human side of Jesus. As our model and our guide, he shows us the meaning of love. I don't mean the, the love of our favorite pizza. No, I don't mean the reference to love of our favorite ice cream. When we say love here, I don't mean an emotional love or a feeling. Jesus reaches back 
to his heritage and offers a response from scripture, then adds his own emphasis. Love of God and neighbor are praised and highlighted. Love of self is buried within the meaning of the command. But I'm reminded here of what we read in Ephesians about love of self. To this, Paul admonishes, after all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. Just as we find with this reference, we are looking for basic, simple answers to life's unambiguous questions. What has this love of neighbor looked like over the past seven, eight months? It has looked like sheltering in place and staying in our own homes, away from family and friends, away from our jobs and recreational activities, or at least the facilities as we found virtual spaces. This love has looked like uh, more telephone calls, even FaceTime calls, Zoom meetings, Google Chats, Google Hangouts, Uber Conference meetings, and WhatsApp. It has looked like missing family celebrations, weddings, and funerals. It has looked like virtual birthday parties. This has looked like washing our hands, sanitizing our delivered products, and wearing masks, medical and fashionable. To love at this moment has required our vigilance and constant prayers, not simply for ourselves, but for those whom we hold dear in heart and mind. This brings us back to the question about love and the courage to ask what it looks like. But if we have the courage to ask what it looks like, do we have the courage to hear what Jesus is saying? We see Jesus respond here in the same manner when tempted by the devil with scripture. Ask yourself, if I'm not the change I want to see, who is? As we enter this week, we are calling it Love Week at Christ Church. This means each and every one of us who desires to show love to a neighbor is encouraged and has a chance to do so. Whether you'd like to get out and get your hands involved or you're able to virtually participate in service opportunities this week, this week would be a good week to join us. Yes, it's hosted by the LGBTQIA plus ministry, but it's open to all. They're inviting us all in to help be present and show love for a neighbor. You might have seen it. A recent study revealed we have seen 8 million more people added to the list of poverty when we've already had 140 million. Surely this gives us an opportunity to remember our neighbors as community programs have found innovative ways to help some of the most vulnerable among us. When I order groceries for myself and my family, might I remember someone who can use my assistance either through an extra order of food for a person or program, or some other creative way that I might be of service and in do so show that I love. So if this is an example of our love of self, why would our love of neighbor look any differently? 
as a mother, if I'm afraid of allowing my children out of my sight, how is it acceptable for over 500 children to be separated from their mothers and fathers for nearly three years? I can't quite fathom it. With remote learners, when my children go out, even for physical education or recess break, I'm that recess monitor. I'm outside as that PE teacher. heartbreaking. If I have adequate health care, why wouldn't I want the next person to be able to have health coverage, especially in the middle of a pandemic? If I want to have warm, a warm and safe house, why would I not want that for others? When I walk down the streets of New York and any city in our country and find huge numbers of homeless people on our streets, especially now as more people are losing their jobs and their homes, especially now as we know the cold weather is setting in, especially now when we know that we had a homeless problem already before a pandemic. In our city, we've seen articles written about the challenges of our outdoor dining experiences because of the homelessness that we have seen. Homelessness has never left us. What does love look like to the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, and the imprisoned? Those whom Jesus speaks about in Matthew only a few chapters ahead. The question is not what the lawyer will do with what he has heard Jesus say, but what will you and I do? A dear friend from seminary several years ago wrote on this matter in her book, the gift to listen, the courage to hear. No matter the intention of the pharisaical figure, we have to know that now is not a time for communication breakdown. We hear Jesus saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Do you have the courage to hear these words and the strength? to follow.